Relax and get loose while I put you up on game. The figure booth with Josh and Nate. This that podcast folk. Those in the know. Batman vs. Iron Man. How would it go? We talking one of a kind. Collectibles. Mezco toys are respectable. It's unacceptable. If it's not in the packaging, Nate don't take pics if you ain't rapping it. Nate's dirty tricks are always happening. But damn it, man. Don't you be stressing round here, we believe in plastic confessions. We trying to figure out the figures that's gonna stand the test of time. That G.I. Joe handmade hit me in the spine. There's perfection in the way that these toys are made. But I also wanna know, do I pick Wade or Slade? So this is where I come to kick it with the guys. The figure booth, like, comment, and subscribe. Hello and welcome. You have made it to another episode of the Figure Booth Podcast Show, where we talk about the ups and downs of the modern day collector. We go over weekly hauls, we go over pre-orders, and from time to time, we do interviews with active community members in the action figure world. My name is Josh, and I'm joined with my friend and co-host, Nate. Hey guys, this is figure fan underscore Nate, and you've reached episode 53, which we're calling Playtime. Oh, that's a good one, Playtime. Yeah, I wonder. Kind of a, I wonder who we could have on on today as a guest. Because, there's a guy that really likes to play with toys and other things. Yes, um, and he's highly invested into like V-necks. Uh, right, he's a DPs. he's a founding member of the Wade Group, which is infamous uh, in the YouTube circles and actually in the community circle too. He's part of uh, Toy Migos, right? Yep. Yeah, he's kind of well known in the community. I think we all know who this guy is or at least interacted with him or have seen him in one of the multiple multiple streams that he's been a part of um he yep. gets around he does get so, around in many ways who Short do we shorts, got today hot dogs let's let's bring him on board none none other this man needs no introduction so we're not going to give him one just bring him on board let's see if he comes on there he is i get around <laughs> he gets around Accurate. welcome to the figure booth what's yes. up guys which hey. one of you is the brother of Oscar Isaac that were like was on Moon Knight? It might it might be it That's might be prime. him. Is that That's definitely okay. Prime. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure, like what? Right? It's fi the figure Nate report. Figure fan. It's Nate figure fan. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, the the fan figure guy, right? <laughs> No, but we have playing with myself today, guys. For any of our audio listeners that don't recognize his voice, yeah. Mr. Adam Van Wickler himself. Howdy. Thanks for having me, guys. You know I'm a big fan of the show. And thank you for allowing me to listen to that theme song before pulling me in here. Because you know it got me. We sick. wanted to get you pumped and hype. And one, I'm super excited to get you in here because who doesn't love chopping it up and talking toys, especially with somebody as yourself who's, I, I feel like, you play a dual role. You're on both sides. He plays uh, multiple roles. Yeah, he plays yeah. multiple roles. He does. Yeah, but I'm like a pansexual. Well, pansexual, <laughs> but pansexual like for toys. So and it's that. That's and oh, I was gonna give a disclosure. I was gonna say this episode may not be safe for work. May not be yeah. safe to watch with your children or listen in the car with any other people. Hey, you right? to Toy Migos is G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, well, it's not it always G. I no. try to push it occasionally, <laughs> but it's mostly G rated. So, yeah, if you're listening to this audio, you might need to put some headphones in. And if you're watching this, you might need to watch it in a closet or somewhere where no one can see over your shoulder. 
Just yeah, before you've been you go into the closet, why don't you make yourself a hot dog? And just <laughs> it comes just play it really loud. Yeah. And then don't tell your wife what you're doing. Is that a hot dog? Yeah. Why are you wearing shorts? Yeah, why are you wearing Daisy Dukes eating a hot dog in the closet? Are those my cutoffs? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, we're, we are very happy to have you here, Adam. Uh, we wanted to get to know more about you because as Prime said, um, you kind of sit on both sides of the aisle when it comes to toy collecting and being in the toy industry, but you do a lot of other stuff. So just if you don't mind giving a, us a quick rundown for anybody that doesn't know who you are. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, my name is Adam Van Wickler. I'm at playing with myself on, on Instagram and pretty much all over the internet. Uh, my day job is I work at General Giant Studios. I'm the director of creative services there. Uh, what that means is basically uh, all the different toy companies, Hasbro, Mattel, Diamond, Dark Horse, Jazzwares, they come to General Giant. They hire us to do prototyping. So uh, I am their point of contact. I'm the guy who runs all of the external prototyping division. So I'll oversee the digital sculpting, concept art if we need to do it, uh, 3D printing, uh, molding, casting, paint work, and even manufacturing. So we do it all start to finish. Uh, it's mostly toy related. Uh, the stuff that everyone cares about and myself included is the action figures, but we do a lot more. We do, you know, high end collectibles, you know, mini busts and statues. Uh, we've worked on Pez dispensers and bottle cap toppers and all sorts of things. So, so you name it, we'll work on it. But the primary focus is on, uh, toys and action figures. Yeah, I always really enjoy the Gentle Giant booth. Uh, I've been to it, STCC a few times, but just because of the variety of stuff that you guys have, you know, it's not just action figures. Like you said, you have busts and you have all these other cool collectibles and you guys display them in such creative ways. Um, so I think it's cool that you guys, you get exposure to not just the toy collecting world, but kind of everything within pop, uh, pop culture, excuse me. Um, so you get exposed to a lot of that. So when you're, you know, your director, you said of creative services, is that right? Yeah, it sounds like craft services, doesn't it? It always <laughs> kills me. I'm like, yeah, we make the food or something. But yeah, it's because I, I come from, um, I, I was originally, I went to school for graphic design, advertising, marketing. Um, hmm. So uh, like in, in, in that world, in the world of advertising, a person is called like a creative director. And for mm -hmm. some reason it at, our company it's called director creative services and i'm like that sound like sounds so weird to me i'm like i'd prefer just yeah. creative director but hey whatever right. i'm not gonna yeah. complain it's the same it's just different on a business card well you still have director and creative in the title so exactly. it still works it's That's like right. yeah yeah i was the watching um you have your own personal youtube that you post some stuff on but i was watching a yeah, my my personal YouTube has only like seven subscribers, I think, Nate. And and maybe eight I, I mentioned, yeah, that like <laughs> I think four of those are my mom's accounts. And I don't usually post videos, but I have playlists where I mm. save all of my appearances. So this will be on there. Awesome. My mom We're happy is, to make that. We made it. But I, I was watching one and you're talking about the process of the Spider-Man Infinity War figure. 
and basically Marvel had contacted you guys and Diamond Selected contacted you and they wanted to make a Tom Holland figure for the movie uh, with a screen accurate representation of his face. Um, and then you guys, you know, kind of walked us through the whole process. I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Did you actually get Tom Holland in the studio to do the photo realization? Yeah. So we we have multiple different um, ways of scanning. So uh, I think Tom was back when we were doing the laser based scanning. So you actually had to sit down and uh, a head scanner would rotate around your body. Now, primarily everything we do is photogrammetry. So it's actually captured with digital cameras and it's like 160 digital cameras all the way around. Uh, the great thing about photogrammetry is that the it's instantaneous. It's like snapping a picture. So it's all 160 or so cameras firing oh, wow. at the same time. And that will uh, then it uses a program to stitch together those pictures to create the data. And the great thing about photogrammetry is it also captures that color data like mm -hmm. as texture maps. So it's it's great for VFX purposes. Not as useful for prototyping stuff other than it being really good reference for us. But um, yeah, I believe that Tom was captured using the old school scanning methods because we do have, we have mobile rigs. We have rigs inside the studio. Prime actually came for a tour and uh, it was before DesignerCon. So he, he got to see it. He did not yeah. get scanned, unfortunately. There were too many people there and I, I didn't want to have to like let anyone down. So there was no scanning actually happening that day, but he did get to see the rig. Yeah, um, it was really cool. But yeah, Nate, you did your homework, man. That's an old video. <laughs> the, the, and the weird thing was, uh, Adam pulled me aside. He's like, hey, you want to get scanned, but you got to take off all your clothes. And I was just like, what? That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Wait, excuse me? And I was like, yeah. wait, what's going on? And he's like, never mind. Uh, Life-size we'll, we'll, figure. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And it's like I was putting on the, the yeah, yellow yeah. rubber gloves. I was like, what's going and on here? Like, I need an adult. Yeah. That's really cool, though, um, you know, that you just are part of that process. How long have you been doing that? Uh, for Gentle Giant. Uh, Gentle Giant, I've been there since 2006. So that is uh, 16 years now wow. awesome. that I've been a Gentle Giant. Um, and I've been I've been in the toy industry since 2001. So that was back when I was still in New York. I was working at a small uh, prototyping company in Hoboken, New Jersey called Funhouse. So oh, they wow. did a lot of prototyping work for McFarlane and Toy yep. Biz. That's how I know all the Toy Biz guys. Um, I met them. I was, you know, I was a young fanboy, and like, I, you know, I just basically never left them alone. So now I've been adopted as one of their people. It's nice. That's. I mean, not many people can say that though. You know, to do have you those find types that, of connections. Um, do making that transition, going from like a fan, and I, I mean, you still are a fan, but now that your hobby turns into like your day job. Was there times where you're like, oh, I don't even want to collect anymore? Or did it instead like light the fuel even more? You know, like it's funny because like I I I hear you and I'm like, yeah. I would think that that would be the case, but it's like I you know, like no matter what, I just I can't seem to quit toys. And it's like I I've been actively trying to cut back, and I know this has been a topic on the show and everything, is like figuring out like yeah. focus on everything. And yeah. like that's I, I have always had a focus. My focus is on highly articulated action figures yeah. that I'm interested in. Yeah. And it just seems that there's so many of them now. And it's <laughs> like, I don't yeah. even limit myself to a scale because like I grew up 
with three and three quarter. I grew up mm -hmm. on Star Wars action figures. And then G.I. Joe was like my love. Like I absolutely adored G.I. Joe because they had more articulation. So it was like as a little kid, you know, like that line was coming out in 1983. I was born in 1978. So I was, yeah. you know, five or six years old. Yeah. And I like G.I. Joe came out and I remember collecting them and like being like, why aren't my Star Wars figures this yeah. much fun to play with? Yeah. And it 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 drove little kid me crazy <laughs> that these other toys were so much more poseable. But like then it it blossomed into a thing where I was just like, well, now I just love G.I. Joe, you know, yeah. like it's like yeah. Star yeah. Wars is its own thing. I wish they had more articulation, but I'm going to love G.I. Joe. And, you know, yeah. I, I just I never gave up toys. I have a younger brother who like when he outgrew toys, I just I like he would get an action figure for his birthday or for Christmas. And I was like, man, I want that. And like yeah. he didn't care about it anymore, you know, yeah. and it was just like grab it. That's and like, you know, as I as middle school, high school, I was still going to like KB, Toys R mm -hmm. Us, buying toys. Um, you know, the Toy Biz five inch line was huge. The, all the early McFarlane stuff I was really, really into. And then, yeah, I was uh, in on from the ground up with the Spider-Man classics line and then the launch of Marvel Legends like that yeah. was, you know, my jam. So that's awesome. Yeah, because I think a lot of times a lot of fans they want to pursue the, those dreams of like, oh, I want to be working for one of these big toy brands. But then there's a lot of like the corporate culture that I think some of us might not be accustomed to. And then once you see that or once you're exposed to that, it kind of kills the love for the collection because then you see all the red tape that there is for, I, I think, some some of those, those uh, complaints that a lot of us collectors just like get on our soapbox and be like, we want double joint elbows on everything. Or why don't you give us this figure? Why don't you give us that figure? You know, like here's my personal agenda. Why aren't you guys just pumping out figures? And then I when feel, you're inside, I feel it's like, like I might be on like the psychologist couch right now, because like, now that you mention it, like, yeah, that might be part of why I've never really, you know, tired of it or given it up is that I've always worked for, for smaller companies that mm -hmm. are doing work for hire Mm -hmm. for other i mean like i did work for soda for a while where we did our own thing but like even that that was like it was very fanboy atmosphere it, yeah. it was smaller it wasn't a corporate yeah. kind right. of environment and it's like mm -hmm. i haven't really worked for a you know we do work for hasbro and mattel big corporations yeah. but outside of those right. corporations so right. it's like i don't have to i like yes we have to do what they ask for but i don't have to deal with any yeah. of the yeah the corporateness yeah. of it you know so yeah and and i think um i think a lot of collectors just think hey once i get my foot in the door then i'll be able to do whatever i want or or produce whatever figure i want and a lot of times that's not the vision there's there's a more strategic plan behind that especially when you're working for a larger company and there's marketing behind that there's movies there's there's media behind that there there's you know and you hear it now i think the good thing about this is that Hasbro has been more transparent where they're like, hey, we're playing out 18, 18 months in advance or two years in advance or, you know, there, there's a plan to it. We just can't pump out whatever figure you you guys randomly suggest. Like there is a methodology to, to it, the chaos. It's funny because like, yeah, when you're looking at it through social media or online and you, you see uh, live streams with some right. of the the people from toy companies and and you see them out there, it's like, there are so many chefs in the kitchen yep. for each of these projects that right. you don't know that are right. unsung guys that don't get that either for one reason or another are just not out there that you don't mm -hmm. realize. And it's like, 
there's so much of that and it's like yeah you could be one guy that's like hey why doesn't this have pinless right. joints and it's right. like trust me there's about 30 yeah. people <laughs> that are coming at it from both sides yeah. and are just making these decisions yeah you know and, like there's there's a lot going on and it was crazy because i think when i did get the, the chance to go to a tour and you were showing us there's so many properties and so much so much that you guys do where I, that's where it got me thinking i'm like man you guys deal with so much but it's more of a directive where the company's telling you hey just make this this is what we need you can only imagine what's going on at the core center where there's so right. many different uh you know agendas going on and they have yeah. to kind of prioritize be like okay this is what we need to do because then i you know you could assume hasbro has to report to marvel and be like hey we got this movie slated we got that movie and, you know there's stuff that pushes things out of the way and yeah. i think as a collector we don't understand we, we're like hey where's my so-and-so because i'm reading this comic right now and yeah. i need my i need to complete my team where's where's my comic accurate gene gray you know it's things like that where i i think being in your position could be challenging for someone who's a collector works their way up and then gets in the industry i could see how it like it's almost when they say that you meet your you meet your hero and your dreams get crushed that, that i have that type of mentality where it's like if i end up working for one of these companies it's i'm probably going to not be a collector it's i i mean like i will say that you know early on like the early 2000s or so when i was like first starting out i was on i was on all the the, the websites at the time yeah. all the message boards you know like the uh, action figure times was yeah. big at first and then raving toy maniac okay. there was action dash figure which isn't even around anymore uh t and i toy news international mm -hmm. used to be called mm -hmm. american dream comics um oh. and then the Fwoosh came out of that yeah. of which i was a part and it's like so i was on i was active on those message boards and i was posting and i was doing stuff and it's like I remember like I used to get butt hurt about stuff, you know, like it, right. there used to be right. like, it was like, if someone was like, this is trash or yeah. like, I hate this or like this thing has monkey arms or like, yeah. you know, they would complain and like people would be out there and like, it's like, Hey, they don't remember that there are human beings that are working yeah. on these things and yeah. like saying, you know, whatever, because they're, you know, behind a keyboard yeah. and they, there's no consequences. So they could say whatever they want. And it's right. like, I think just after, you know, like we're talking about early 2000s and yeah. now we're, we're 2022, it's, it's been like almost, it has been over 20 years, two decades. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I've grown a very thick skin. So it's yeah. like, I don't think that anyone can say anything that really bothers me anymore as evidenced by like, you know, the, the Wade live streams yeah. where I basically <laughs> get berated for, yeah. you know, three hours. Yeah. So. And, and you know, what was really like, I think gave me a lot of insight and perspective into not only like um, the action figure history, but then your part that you played into it where I was like, damn, you know what? I think I got to take Adam semi-seriously and disregard the short shorts, but your time in soda and you guys had the founder and he was kind of telling the history of just the soda and, and you guys had all these prototypes on the screen and just everything that that company went through. I was like, it was like action figure history. I was on the edge of my seat. I think you guys had them twice. You guys had two episodes and they were lengthy. Yeah. Man, the whole time I was just there with my phone. Like, I was like, I, I can't have this ending. Like, I, it was, yeah, as a Jerry, collector, Jerry I was a great boss. That. He's a that very, was, very cool guy. Um, that was awesome. We're trying to, I think we're going to aim to have a third part with him too, to just talk about like what he's up to now because yeah. he is, he is still in the industry. He's still working on new things. So, uh, yeah. Uh, love him. He, he, yeah, he was, was awesome. great. We, we, he and I, like, 
we did not agree on everything, but yeah. like we loved debating one another. And like he he I mean, he really respected my opinion, which was mm -hmm. awesome. And, you know, I loved arguing with him. So it was great. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, those two episodes you guys had him on, uh, on Toy Migos, it was freaking amazing. It was like action figure history 101. Anyone that's a collector needs to go back and, and check out those two episodes. Yeah, I mean, it provides, like you guys have been talking about, such a unique perspective for you, I'm sure, Adam, that when you see these people complaining in live streams or commenting hateful stuff on a post about a figure being delayed or not coming out the way that you think uh, or the way that they think it should. I'm sure there's a part of you that just wants to fight every single one of those battles, but then, you know, it kind of falls on deaf ears sometimes. So do you find yourself constantly kind of going back and forth? Like, I want to get involved. Uh, yeah. It's not worth it or it is, trying to not take it personally. It, it's, it's really tough because like, you know, like that's, you, you can't comment on it and it's like you can't change people's minds yeah. very yeah. easily the set. best you can hope for is to like educate people a little bit mm -hmm. and i think that's like that's part of why i like i love doing podcasts i love doing these i love being on toy amigos or wade coming on your show doing other shows because it's like uh we get to talk we get to talk about it and like maybe open up the door behind the scenes and mm -hmm. people can see a little bit where it's like Oh hey, maybe maybe I don't need to be a total butthole all the time <laughs> yeah, on the right. internet because yeah. there are humans that are are doing this, and it's it's not all like so there, yes, there are people that do that are in the toy industry that it's just a job to them, but there are a lot that are really passionate too, you know. And I I happen to be very passionate about my work, um, and yeah, people can make fun of it. I don't mind, but don't. Don't just make assumptions and don't don't say things as state things as fact. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that's exactly the, like that. that's the big weird thing where it's like mm -hmm. too many people think that they can just say something and it's like this that's is the it. truth. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's your opinion. And it's a garbage opinion, but you're allowed yeah. to have it. Like you right. can have a garbage yeah. opinion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I'm so glad that you said that because I was going to say the same thing. A lot of people think that their assumptions are some somehow based in fact. Yeah. But for the most part, with the exception of yourself, there's not a lot of people that are actually working in the industry have any knowledge of how it really works. So that frustration just comes out, and you know, you just kind of look dumb at the end of the day when you're posting all these random things about why a figure is delayed or why it doesn't have double jointed elbows, like just take a moment to step back and be like, look, there's probably a lot of people involved in this decision and real people in the world like Adam that are working hard to get these figures out. So just, you know, relax for a second and just remember that these are real people behind these companies um, and maybe not be so hateful about it. And, and like the Nate, that was beautiful and I love you and thank you. Uh, but I like I'll I'll even I'll be the devil's advocate and say that sometimes people are complaining and they're right. You know, like yeah. there are things that like I like that I see and I agree with. There's a lot of the, the, the trend after the start of the pandemic has been to do a lot of pre-orders based on digital renders. Right. I'm not as someone who makes prototypes for a living. I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I yeah. don't think that that is a good method. Like, I get right. why it happened and like mm -hmm. why it happens 
occasionally, but I don't think it should be par for the course. I right. think it should be like, hey, if there's extenuating circumstances and this is how you have to solicit something, you know, it, if you can't afford it, if it's a Kickstarter or something, even yeah. then I'm like, yeah, nah, you should have physical product yeah. because like right. you need to put in the work, you know, like yeah. you need to show that you're going to make this. And there, there's so much can change between, you know, a digital sculpt and a oh. physical prototype. Um, when you're printing, like there's, there's a simple thing like in ZBrush, which is the program most people are using, there's a perspective slider. So it's like, Nate and 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 Josh, you guys are photographers. You know about perspective. Like yep. when you hold the camera close to something, it looks totally different than when you hold the camera further away from something. So when you're digitally sculpting something and it's on your screen, there's an artificial perspective about it. And ZBrush, mm -hmm. this program, has literally a slider. And it's arbitrary. It's like you just slide it left or right and it adjusts the perspective. So that thing that you're sculpting yeah. and working on it's not necessarily indicative of what it's going to look like once it's in the physical world. Yeah. And like, yeah. you see it all the time. Yeah. If you, if you look closely yep. at the digital renders and then yep. at prototypes, it's yeah. like, no, that looks different. So yeah. I'm right. not a big fan of that solicitation space. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there, and I have tons of stuff I could complain. You can complain oh, yeah. about pinless joints too. Cause I don't love those as well. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, well, I think it's a good point, too, because a lot of people will take that render and run with it and be like, well, yeah. I don't like the way this figure looks or, you know, this doesn't. Uh, the and, they, and they do the opposite, too. Or, Once they actually like solicit the product, hey, we got it in hand. They're like, it looks nothing like the digital render. And then it's like this figure is trash. So a lot of times it ends up biting the companies, you know, in the butt where it's like you, sh you solicited the digital render, you release something. And like now I have Lex Luthor giving me the side eye regardless of whatever pose or wherever I put him, he's always looking to the side, like, and then exactly. the digital, he, he could yeah, have been the paint, forward. The paint yeah. itself. I was just talking about sculpt stuff before, but paint too, yeah. you're digitally painting something. You're, you're painting it and you know, but basically Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is totally different yeah. than physically painting an item. Yeah. You know, Nate knows he paints stuff with Sharpies. <laughs> like it's like, it's totally, it's, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. whole different world. I want to get you <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared, man. I've See, I watched the, the show. Yeah, you do. That's a deep cut. Yeah, that's right. I appreciate oh, it. So, but yeah, like, I mean, okay. go ahead, Nate. I was just gonna say the the whole uh, render thing. I think I'm I'm always of a, a fan of having some kind of physical product to show me, no matter if it's like a big company or just a company that I'm discovering mm -hmm. on Instagram or somebody in, in the community that wants to start selling products. If I see too many renders and nothing physical, I start, that, that's kind of a red flag for me. Like yeah. you got to have something to show me. Just you're asking me for money, you yeah. know, like just show me some kind of physical product of what I'm going to get. So when I yeah. see some of these accounts just do all digital renders and everybody's dumping their money into them, like just hold on a second. You might want to just want to wait to see what you're actually going to get here Yeah. because you're, you know, now you're got your money with this guy who may or may not give you a final product. All you've seen is renders at this point. And then six months down the line, they missed the Nothing. deadline and they're telling you, oh, we're having production issues. Like you've never yeah. even shown me anything that you've yeah. produced up to this point. Mm -hmm. So just, I think that goes with, I, I kind of feel the same way. If you're out there and you just see a bunch of renders, just wait a second, maybe ask them for some type yeah. of and, real product image. I mean, you see the big careful. companies deal with it. Look, I mean, look at Mesco, so many delays and they're a larger company than some of these smaller independent, like, 
creators where they're they're teaming up and they're doing kickstarters or they're doing just digital renders and it, it's tough like yeah it's just it's it's a really tricky um thing to to balance but to follow up with so it didn't affect you as a collector but then going working in the industry did that make i think did did that intensify your collection because i i mean i've seen your your hauls and how much time you take when you're going over your hauls and you collect everything like now that you're in and your art you kind of have your fingers in all these pots like do you feel like being in the industry now has kind of how do you make sure you keep a good pulse on your collection and not overdo it no you just like you just get whatever I, I like that's the bra is like, you know, I, tr I keep trying to like use that pullback method uh -huh. and like and and focus on like certain things. But so much of the time, like it's like, you know, I'll see something cool or I'll see a picture of something cool. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I need to mess with that because yeah. and like I use it as an excuse where yeah. I'm like, it is research in part for me. Yeah. But it's also like I get enjoyment out of this. See, so it's like cool. I'm like trying okay. to be like, oh, I'll. I'll do it. One of my Sunday selfies pictures yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have multiple reasons for, for purchasing items, but like, yeah. man, I am, I'm awful at it. I, as of late, I've been trying to, to start re, like revisiting and going back into customizing more because uh -huh. like, you know, like that helps me as a creative outlet. And yeah. it's like, I, you know, like I, I'm, I'm doing the focus thing of like, Hey, I'm either going to improve upon things that came out where it's uh -huh. like, you know, I'm going to modify it and make it how I wanted it to be because it yeah. didn't come out that way. Or I'm going to make things that I'm fairly positive. No one else is going to make. Yeah. So it's like, that's like kind of helped me pull back from buying quite as much stuff, but no, still I'm buying tons. Yeah, no. And, and I think that, that, that's just another form of or another species of collector that we have out there because like my older brother he's the same way he gets his fingers into everything he's like collecting all sorts of scales he's like what's what scale like i don't 118 112 like he's just and he's a full-time customizer like he's customizing every he's always sending me pictures and i'm like you're like frank like you're creating a bunch of frankenstein figures like left and right but he's Sid always from Toy Story. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, another Snake Eyes. That's like, this is Snake Eyes version twenty three or something. <laughs> but it, 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 he reminds me a lot of you. Where you're, every time on Tommy goes, you're like, oh, I'm working on this custom or Kit Bash or, and that passion that you have for it. It's you always have, I think, a good ear and an eye to what's either, what's what's trending within the community or a, a new line that's coming out. And scale is irrelevant to you because. Hey, yeah. those joy toys you've been posting. Uh, sometimes it's like ninja. Like you go through these themes. Like sometimes it's all ninja related. I know you went. You had a couple of Gomez that you were, you were just like destroying. I was like, oh, this somewhere like, back there. Yeah. yeah and, I, <laughs> and and to you, it's like I'm just having fun. Like it's like I'm doing these crazy science experiments. And the kit, kit bashing to me, like my hands start trembling the minute I'm like, I have to take off what? I'm like, I can't do this. I'm just gonna. I'm going to uh, live dude, through vicariously I through keep Adam. doing like, that's my new th in the Toy Migos discord. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm known for making the world's most expensive customs. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm like destroying highly. Like it's like yep. I did my grifter custom. I used like, like Nate, you'll appreciate this because you know, Mezco so well. Um, I used the white skull agent wow, trench man. coat. I dyed it. I dyed oh. it green oh, to, no. for my grifter custom. So it's like it's irreparable. Like it's like that's I can't like my white skull agent is now 
trench coatless. And that's like valuable Mezco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like, I just, I actually just posted this one today. I have it here, but, um, I, I did, uh, Oh man, a comic inspired mask mask figure. And, uh, the, the suit on this guy is the third party, Mr. Knight figure, which is now it's highly sought after because of the moon Knight show. But I pre-ordered the Noda version Uh of Mr. Knight that's coming out later this year. So I was like, I don't need this figure anymore. And I'd seen all of these awesome, like, the, yeah, the awesome head sculpt. digital sculpt of the the comic book inspired mask heads i got this one from the beltran brothers um but like i you know i was like oh i want to make a, a mezco comic dark horse style yeah. mask figure yeah. and it's like obviously the only like a white suit can take dye very well but yeah, <laughs> uh, i i That's died yeah. a highly sought after hundred dollar figure yeah. so here we go i mean I respect the hustle though, because I, I think to Prime's earlier point, a lot of people are scared to customize. Hell yeah. Because either they don't have knowledge of how the figures are built or how it all comes together, or like you said, value kind of comes into it. Is this going to be valuable later? Should I really destroy this figure? Yeah. Would you say that your work at Gentle Giant has made you a bit more comfortable just because you kind of see the whole process? You know how some figures are made. So you're like, I know how to take this apart. This is easy. But that definitely there are aspects like to, tool wise, you know, like because it's yeah. like I work in a studio and I've worked with so many talented people doing every aspect of it that it's like you get to see tips and tricks. And it's like that's one of the great things of a studio atmosphere, um, you know, like Marvel used to talk about it back in the day, the soapbox, you know, mm-hmm. like it was like yeah. the, the Stanley's soapbox and it was him having his artists and writers all around him so they could spitball ideas and come up with creative stuff. And it's like so much is remote now with pandemic, but like general giant is one of those studio atmospheres where we still have like, yeah, we have some people working remote, but it is a studio in-house with a bunch of creative people. And it's like such a cool way. Like, it's like, I bother beardy about paint stuff on the regular. Like I bothered him today about stuff because like he's an expert. He's been doing it for so long that it's like, he'll give me every single tip. He'll send me Amazon links to certain brushes that I should use like everything. And it's like, I have that at my disposal. So absolutely. And then over the course of time, um, I have, I have what I refer to as like totes, like tote bags of shame where there's just (laughs) so many action figures that are in bits and pieces where it's like, I was either planning on making custom or just wanted to pull stuff apart. And it's like, that is literally like Sid from toy story where it's just like, jamming oh, stuff together it's like that used to have some kind of value it doesn't really have any kind of value to anyone anymore because it's just literally just bags of shame at this point i, I remember um, we took the tour and we're, we got to your office and it was like a graveyard of just like oh yeah bits and pieces and i was like Everywhere. what i'm like this is like uh exclusive what what is going on here and he's like oh yeah i just needed the arms for that or i needed the and i was like yep. oh my god me and mar were like and Mario was just like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to cry or I'm gonna, you're going to find myself cry, in a fetal position just rocking myself because he's, yeah, it, it was just, I don't know. That that tour was amazing. Just It gave me so much insight and perspective where I was like, man, there's so much more than just all the machinery and, and, and everything. Like, it really takes a village to create a figure. So it kind of gave me, um, it gave me more perspective where it's like, you can't, 
be so quick to be to be so judgy on hey this figure's turned out like crap when you realize like there's a whole team that worked on it and there's certain things that are out of their control so the end result it's like hey you got your figure at the end of it's all of our faults yeah <laughs> all you go down with the ship yeah that's it we yeah i'm actually uh, take out a bunch ahead. of people yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that we're talking about this because we had uh one of our listeners at serial and horror stuff thank you for listening by the way he had uh yeah. suggested an episode of talking about customs and me and prime were talking like should we make this an episode yeah like no we got the perfect guest coming on yeah. let's ask him about it yeah um so one yeah, of the questions was and i know you kind of explore a bunch of different lines but are there lines that you go back to because you know those are great for customs like are there are there certain lines or figures that you'll pick up because you're like that's a good custom line down the I mean, line, I'm, I might want to use it for for most of my customizing like life. It was all about Marvel Legends style. Like it mm -hmm. was like everything is going to be six inch superposable Marvel Legends style, whether it's a Marvel property or something, some other property. Right. It was like Marvel Legends esque. Like that was my 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 favorite aesthetic basically across the board. Um, but as you can see with the mask and, you know, the grifter that I was talking about, and I actually, I like, I just finished doing this. You guys would be like, oh, that is oh. the the Mezco Netflix Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And no one will be the wiser that it is Dude. now on a Noda, Noda Studios book. So wow. you can see, I actually Jeez. dremeled off the head. So he's got the double neck joint now. He's got double elbows. <laughs> And yeah, he's got butterfly joints. Yeah. So he's oh, just wow. way, way wow. more articulated yeah. version of yeah. the Netflix Daredevil now. And That's it's awesome. like most people will That's have cool. no yeah. idea that see yeah. it. But it's like I, I've i been dabbling way more in Mezco customs. What scares me the most, obviously, is fabric. And it's like right. I, I don't sew at all. Right. Um, luckily, I have a, a young, lovely wife who puts up <laughs> with me. And who I've had sew stuff. So it's like I had to like take part. I had to seam rip his whole back. So that way I could get the clothes off of him and onto the new body and everything. Dremel stuff and do all sorts of cuttings. But I had her do the sewing for me. Oh, nice. So it's like it's it, that that has helped out like uh, a, a ton there. Um, and then I just started dabbling in, in 118th um acid rain customs mm -hmm. so i have one that i think should be finished in the next day or two that i'll probably post on my custom instagram page at some point in the coming weeks but uh yeah you know like i i'm used to be marvel legends but i'm trying to trying to do it a little bit more um across the board just with anything that strikes my fancy because like i said it's like it scratches that itch of like yeah. new toy yeah. creativity and keeping your hands occupied like like yeah. that's like you know i i'm always reaching for toys or messing with stuff whether it's at work or on the couch or even during podcasts i usually have stuff <laughs> that i'm messing something. with the entire time so it's nice that's cool that daredevil is really nice and i think the fact that you don't know that there's any thing that's changed is actually a credit to your ability to do it yeah, because funny, that's the yeah. first thing you look for is, like, okay, yeah. what's different or, or what do I see? Whether you know where he's messed with this, and it, that's why you know when you brought it up, I'm staring at him like, what did he do to that? 
Yeah, probably yeah, her body underneath. My yeah. my old joke that I used to always say, like Beardy and I would talk about this, is that like I I always would want to make a like this goes to the the more Marvel Legends style customs that I would make is I would always want to make something that I could bring in the bathtub with me. So it's like I wanted it to be like as tough as durable as like a manufactured Asbro toy. So it's like a lot of times I would just pick stuff that has like the appropriate base color and everything. You know, the articulation and size that I want was definitely you no know, number one focus, but then proper base colors. So that way I wouldn't have to worry mm. about the joint rub or stuff quite as much. So like that was always the thing with me where it's like make it as playable as possible, you know? Right. You're kind of thinking down the line, like as I have this thing finished and I'm messing with it, what are the things I want to avoid having issues with the paint right. rub and yeah, stuff like that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, do you, I know you said legends, legends probably seem like a really good option just because they're cheaper, less of a risk of damaging something that's more expensive, easier to kind of pop off and mess with the parts. Um, do you do any customs with like mythic legions at all? Because I mean, for me, I, Something that I doesn't have, customize. Those I have are a handful. Yeah, I have a handful of Mythic Legions, and like they are super, super custom friendly. I mm -hmm. love that about the line. You know that it's so mix and match, and like they even have mm -hmm. released you know fi like figures with those exact intents behind them. Mm -hmm. um, right. And it, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think like next up on my on my to do <laughs> list is a is a Mythic Legions custom. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm a big fan of Berserk, the anime. Um, there's nice. a whole oh, yeah. Berserk uh -huh. shelf behind me. I have the brand of the sacrifice like guts tattooed on the back oh. of my neck. Um, and I was gonna do the Nosferatu Zod using one of the um, it's the giants. I, ha I have it over there. I have all the parts, and it's funny because it's like I bought these parts like so long ago, and um, I was talking to Punker Mike about it, who is an awesome customizer. Yeah way more talented than i am at customs like he is he's a badass but he and i were talking about it and he he did the custom like he did the exact same recipe oh wow like we had discussed it together and he did it and it's like if you go and look for that custom from him it's yeah. probably like two years old this wow so it's like i've had this stuff sitting here yeah. for two years and i've just been like eh. I'm too lazy to do it. I'll get to like, it later. No, yeah, yeah, it's it it's gonna happen. It's 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 about time. Well, that's cool though. Uh, and the fact that you hold that off for so long, and you you think about it so far in no. advance. Like at some point, I want to have this custom. Um, it's, it's funny because it's like that's one of my my favorite parts of customizing, is the assembling the parts. It's like mm -hmm. it's finding all the perfect pieces. And then starting to see it come together. My least favorite part of customizing is painting. So it's like, oh, it's the last step. So it's like, you know, like that's where I'm like, I get held up. And like, it's like, that's, there's so many unfinished customs because I'm just like, I don't feel like painting. And I did all the fun stuff. Like I love dremeling, dremeling stuff to like get it to fit on things. So much fun to me. But yeah, like painting. Just get yourself some sharpies, okay. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make it a lot exactly. easier. Yeah, but that would scare me the most because I don't have any painting experience. And that's one thing that I liked about Mythic Legions is that they do have enough variation 
to where if I want, you know, a dark skin character or a light skin character or different color armor, I can find enough pieces to pop and swap that stuff and kind of make something. So that's maybe a little less intimidating for me. Uh, they're doing such cool stuff experience. like they have they put out those hands packs mm -hmm. and the yeah. feet and stuff so it's like right. it's like they're basically making very custom friendly like offerings and it's like that's super cool i love that yeah really encouraging the pop and swaps and making your own stuff yeah I, i'm a big fan that's one of the reasons why for a while i avoided the line until i got one in hand and i started messing with it and then doing the swaps and i'm like wow this is awesome now i want more variations of other characters so I can use those pieces in my customs too. So that I means for Ancient. me that maybe, yeah, it uh, it's definitely a rabbit hole for sure um, as far as that line. But, you know, seeing guys like you doing more customs and getting into the fabric, I mean, that scares the hell out of me. But maybe I could ask my wife to help me sew as well. Cause I'm like, I didn't think about that, you know, get her involved in the process. Uh, is she pretty supportive of that or does she get like annoyed with your request she, she's very supportive and very sweet but i think it stresses her out like because she know like like i'm are you I, critical I, well no i'm not like i'm not i don't i probably don't approach it in the in the best way i'm like you know this is a hundred dollar figure that's selling oh, for probably double that so we can't ruin it no pressure yeah, yeah. take the pressure off exactly don't worry honey but it's like honestly and it's like then i go like out onto the balcony to to do dremeling work and it's like i'm freaking myself out because i was literally dremeling out the head and i'm like oh, oh don't mess this up that, and then i yeah. had to do it too because he has two different heads and i had to oh. do it to both heads like and doing things identical twice yeah oh it sucks Man, that's yeah, like that's impossible. painting like that's the painting eyeballs the worst because it's like you could do one and be like, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. But you have to do it again. And you have to do it again and place it in a way where they're not like wall-eyed or cross-eyed. And it's like, whew, that's a nightmare. Like so not fun to me. It's like purely stress. Well, you're taking more thought at least than McFarland does at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All to the side. Way. Yep. Yeah. Or, or yeah, or that way. <laughs> yeah. It's like I They're purposely try thing. to do as many customs as possible with just whited out eyes, like <laughs> Grifter's mask and everything. Right. It's like, oh, that's fine. Easy. So is that something you've been customizing for a long time? Or would you say since your time at Gentle Giant or were you doing that before no, I, Gentle Giant? I, I've been customizing, like I would say, almost my entire toy collecting life because like it goes back to, to those like 1983 G.I. Joe's they had the screws in the back yeah. and on the inner thighs. So you could literally unscrew the GI Joe, the torso pops apart. The arms would and head would come out. Then you could pull the crotch off from the O-ring. You could unscrew the thighs. And so that way you could change the lower legs with the upper legs. And it's like, I used to drive my younger brother insane. Cause like I, he'd be like, why are you ruining our toys? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not ruining them. I'm making them better. Yeah, dude. Wait till you like, see what I cool. make out of this. You're going to yeah. love it. But, but to that exact point, Nate, when I was doing that with GI Joe's, like I would, I started off with just doing like simple things like that. But then when I started to get into like painting, I used white out and Sharpies. <laughs> that was atrocious. What? I think oh, everyone no. starts out with white out and Sharpies. White white out. Out. I remember, it's I like, remember using white out and Sharpies. 
I'm like, why is why does Duke have uh Wild Bill lower bottom? Like that he's wearing cowboy boots? What wait, yep. where is he going to like a little night? extra texture there? You're like, what is this? The best yeah. is when you use the white out and then you sharpie over it and yes. it's like black, it's but then bumpy. purple, faded yeah. purple around it, too. It's like, yeah. It's like this denim looks a little a little suspicious. Yeah, yeah those lines aren't very clean. No, exactly. You have to you have to start somewhere. You know, you have to kind of figure out what works and doesn't work. And for me, Sharpies still work, um, you know, for the most part. Don't get me wrong, Micah. I've actually, I have used Sharpies for stuff to this day, like just here and there. The problem is, is like what I just mentioned is that they, they can bleed as soon as yes. you hit them with anything. And like, that's the danger, but like little stuff here and there, like there's, there's a place for Sharpies. <laughs> well, and you, you know, you talked about how we are, toy photographers but you are as well you know if you go into your instagram page um you post a ton of toy photos and you do a bunch of different stuff it's not just like vanilla poses all the time even though you do that too but you actually try to pose and make scenes and you've got that white hot background to really show off the figures so you've been doing that for a long time i mean your your instagram starts way back in 2014 yeah long long time ago it's a I, and, you know, like I, I did have earlier Instagrams than that, but I deaded one of the accounts um, because I wanted something that was consistent. So like the, the playing with myself account that I started in 2014, I was like, hey, I, I need to have a, a, a go to a portfolio. Like it was literally and like that's I still kind of use it as that, but not really as much anymore. It is all stuff that we've worked on. So everything that I post on there is stuff that was worked on pretty much by General Giant Studios. Uh, there's some pieces here and there that were like, you know, me, me on the side or me uh, prior doing other projects. But um, primarily it's it's stuff that was prototyped at General Giant Studios that I was trying to take pictures of that were like, I didn't want to just use for my portfolio like company product shots because... Yeah so many so much of the time until like very recently in fact promotional photography has been pretty garbage like it's like they don't know how to pose the yeah. things they don't like take the best pictures in general so it was like yeah i wanted to do promo shots for stuff that we worked on and like that's what the account has been and that's it's kind of grown a little bit from there um i don't i I, I dabble in toy photography. I don't think I'm of myself as a toy photographer because like I and here's where I throw that definition. Like, yes, I'm taking pictures. Mm -hmm. I'm posing up the toys and taking pictures, but I'm pretty much just using my phone. I did recently get the ZV-1. I'm using it for streaming mostly. Yes. I haven't messed crew. with it as a camera. I can't wait to bother all the guys that have gotten this camera to, to, to try to use it as a camera as well. Um, but you know, like because I'm shooting pictures with my phone, it's like I feel like I'm 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 a visitor in the toy photography world. And it's like I do uh, the Sunday shelfies on yeah. on my Twitter account and Facebook, where I do, do a little bit more toy photography ish things. Yeah. Where it's like I started buying dios. Like I have all of seventy eight points of articulation <laughs> dios so far. I love That's, them. They're yeah. so cool. Okay. Uh, he's a great dude. He does great work. So like I, you know, I've been, I've been playing in that world, but again, it's mostly me on my camera and then like, I'll bring him into Photoshop, mess with him a little bit and post them. Like I'm not putting the same amount of effort into it 
the guys like you are, Nate. Like it's like I I see like you, I see Cheney every yeah. week yeah. doing thumbnails yeah. for for Toy Amigos. Um, you know, we Darius, uh, D amazing, like amazing photos. And it's like, I see the work behind it, you know, like Darius is like FaceTimed with me a few times while he's doing photo shoots. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. Like I'm blown away. Like his, his setups, the way he does everything and the sheer amount of pictures that he takes. Yeah. It's, it's outstanding. Like it's crazy to me. And it's like, yeah, I do that a little bit with like, it's like, I'll take like six or yeah. seven to try to make sure like it's like slightly but it's like no six or seven it's not yeah. like 50 to 100 and that's like mm -hmm. you know there's just so much to it um obviously sergeant bananas is another one um he's a toy amigo i i've chatted with him for many years now he does some of the craziest sets and setups and it's like super elaborate stuff going on it's like that's that to me is toy photography yeah. and it's like to to i just don't feel right putting myself anywhere near that you know like it's like i i play you know? <laughs> which is perfect for this episode yeah right? perfect <laughs> right now i hear what you're saying but i think um you know the fact that you're even trying it and you're posting your own photos and you're mm -hmm. posing them and you're having fun with it and that's at, right at the end of the day that's what toy photography is for me i'm just having fun yeah, you know, exactly. building the set, building the background, that's part of that fun. But I'm just trying to find ways to enjoy my figures and do more with them than just open it up and put it on a shelf, you know, or leave it in a box or something like that. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. I respect the hustle. And you post a lot of stuff. Like you, you post pretty consistently. You do I get around. <laughs> you get around a lot. But that's cool. You know, like one of your most recent ones is that Muppet set with Deadpool. So did Gentle Giant, they were involved in when yeah. that was Palisades? So this that was actually the Diamond Select Muppets line. Oh, so okay. Uh, okay. I I do own the vast majority of the Palisades Muppet line. Giant fan of their kitchen. stuff. So good. I have the kitchen. I have oh, the backstage yeah. playset. I have the kitchen. I have the band. I have uh, the Beaker Laboratory, the Bunsen Laboratory. Oh, yeah. So it's like I have like a good chunk of the Palisades stuff. It's always a big fan of Muppets. You know, I was born in the late 70s. So the Muppet Show was my jam. All the Muppet movies were regulars like viewing. So when the Palisades line came out, I wasn't I wasn't all in. Like I didn't buy like a lot of like the variant characters and stuff, right. but pretty much every main character I owned. Um, and then when Diamond got the license and like came to Gentle Giant to do the prototypes, they were like, you know palisades line is so beloved and like this is like what and i was like i was like guys trust me i'm a giant fan of the line i know what the palisades line was and i know what we can do to differentiate it and make it something where it's like i as a fan of the palisades line would want where it's like they're basically the that muppet line is 112 scale so like across the board like those muppet if you put them next to like a marvel legend or something yeah. They're the scale of what the puppets would be next oh, to Oh, nice. Figure. That's awesome. They That's all have time. way more articulation than the Palisades figures do. So it's like you're talking ball joints yeah. and like yeah. shoulders, hips, elbows, knees, heads. So it's like the Palisades stuff was a little bit more statue style figures. Mm -hmm. But like I was always cool with it because the sculpts were so good. So it's right. like we had to at least match the sculpts level of detail. But the other thing was I was like, we need to try to be more on model because the Palisade stuff, while I love that line and it's amazing, 
it's not necessarily on model to the actual puppets. Like some of it is like kind of uh, like almost like a, a caricature of mm. some of the characters where it's like, I think that that works a lot in toys in general. Like if you do a slight caricature of something, you're pushing it to the point where it's like, that looks more like what you think yeah. it looks like, you right. know, if that makes sense. Right. right. So yeah. it's like, that, that sometimes helps a lot, but it's like, that's part of like what made the Palisade, Palisades line so dynamic looking, mm -hmm. I think while the, the diamond stuff, I, like, I don't want to say it's like more boring because it's like we worked on it and I love that line, but it's like it could feel that way because it's mm -hmm. like articulated. So it's like they're they're usually viewed in a more vanilla ish pose rather than mm -hmm. a pre posed thing. And they're not caricature style. They're like on model puppet style. So yeah. the and also the the other thing that I wanted to make sure with that line was that the the scale interrelational with the line itself was there because like that was another thing with the palisades line was like All they, they the cheated that like and then they did it for reasons that make sense in the in the toy world where it's like you don't always feel like hey this this and this are both worth 15 dollars if one's tiny and one is big so it's mm -hmm. like you make the big one a little bit smaller you make the little one a little bit bigger like it's, it's something you know it's like perceived value kind of thing it's done right. a lot in the toy industry not as much these days, but it was like that was a regular thing when I started was perceived value. Um, so there was that with the Muppet line, but the the Statler and Waldorf, the one that you're talking about in that picture, that was one where it's like those characters. I absolutely adore them. Anyone that's iconic. Yeah. Anyone that's critical of anything yeah. loves those guys because it's like, you know, they're the guys up in right. up in the balcony, you know just throwing their opinions on everything like whether they know or not as facts they're you know we're bringing this full circle here guys <laughs> statler and waldorf are internet trolls right <laughs> like, they're the grumpy basically. old man of the community exactly yeah. get off my lawn with a hose <laughs> so i love statler and waldorf and i and when diamond was like hey they're gonna be in wave two i literally i i i think i i may have called chuck Chuck is the head of Diamond Select Toys, or maybe I just emailed him and I literally begged it. I was like, hey, listen, we're not doing set piece. Like most of the Muppets figures were coming with, it was like two packs and they would come with a bunch of accessories and maybe smaller characters. Um, Palisades did all of those play sets that we were just mentioning. And I was like, Chuck, the, the thing that never happened with Palisades was the balcony for Statler and Waldorf. I was like, it's so integral to the characters. And I was like, I want to do the balcony and we'll do it as small as possible. So that way it won't take up too much space. You have the figures. And I was like, and we make the balcony. So it's wall mountable. And yeah. I was like, please, please, Smart. please. Yeah. It didn't take him very long. And he was like, go for it, do it. Nice. So I was like, awesome. thank God. It was like one of my biggest wins in my entire life. <laughs> I feel like I was just like so happy about it. Um, and, and yeah, I have it hanging on the wall right over here. I used it for that photo. The funny thing is, is like we made it so that way it was wall mountable. So it had like a back wall with yeah. like the, the keyhole uh -huh. holes in it. So it had like two circular holes with then a little yep. like pill like shape on top. And when they manufactured the piece in order to save costs, they made it hollow. So the whole like so the actual production version of it is not it's it's still wall mountable. I made it work. I like basically have 
two giant nails coming out of the wall and then double stick tape on the top of the nail. So that way it, it slides down and sits on top of it. But it's like, it's not actually wall, like, you know, wall mountable anymore because they were trying to save on plastic costs by making the whole thing hollowed Hollow, out. Oh, so. Got it. So it doesn't sit maybe as securely as you would like. Yeah. I mean, like it does because like I rigged right. it. Well, yeah, but, like, yeah. but yeah, I think that's, you know, I never really thought of the difference between Palisades and Diamond Select in regards to the Muppets line. I think you bring a really good point where it seems like Diamond Select's really focusing on having figures that move and mm -hmm. can articulate and really just be fully functional. Palisades is more of like, let's just build a whole set yeah. with some characters that are, you know, um, popular, like the kitchen yeah. sets and all of that stuff, which I'm super jealous that you have that because that is just impossible <laughs> to find at a reasonable price. And, you know, I go to local toy shows and just any anytime I go to a convention, I'm always looking for that kitchen set. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a good point. And you guys definitely elevated the line, um, you know, when it came to Gentle Giant, like giving us figures that actually work and not just, you know, stationary pieces within a set type of thing. I mean, like, that's like, that's the nice thing. It's like, we even do that, um, you know, when it comes to like the Marvel line and everything. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. I caught COVID <laughs> at Star Wars Celebration. I'm over it now. But still I still that have cough. that cough. It's Last. like it won't go away. No. Um, I luckily all better though. Like Good. other than Good. a nasty cough. But um, it's the the Marvel Legends line is a lot like that too, where it's like you know Toy Biz did some amazing stuff. Like yeah, mm -hmm. some of the stuff was over articulated, so it's right. like you got an easy win there by like tweaking it. But so much of the time when we're working on like a new Marvel Legend digital sculpt, if it's a if it's a refresh of something that Toy Biz did. I own all of that. Like I have literally every single toy biz figure. So it's like, I'll go dig it out of a bin and bring yeah. it in. And we, you know, like, so like swamp thing was like that. And, and, and Modoc was like that. And then Mojo that was just released was like that. And it's like all of these things where it's like, what can we do on our end to like, you know, still appreciate what came before, but right. put our own spin on it and, you yeah. know, hopefully try to improve upon it. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, like we we try to keep that in mind. We try to be respectful of of the stuff that's come before. And like I'm I'm very close personal friends with Phil Ramirez, who's one of the main sculptors behind all the Toy Biz Marvel Legends. So it's like I get to go over to his studio and see the original like yeah. prototypes that he has on display there that look wow. fantastic, like way better than what actually came out in production. And it's like he he knows he gives me crap about it all the time where it's like certain things he'll be like that's not better yeah. like you know like but whatever it's it's great because like he knows that like we respect all of that work that came before too yeah. you know mm -hmm. like and that's i think that that's uh, obvious when when it comes to like certain people that do prototyping and stuff like it's like there are people that you know are just doing it and it's a, it's a job yeah. and like there are people that there's not a passion for it or or you know that are cutting corners or that don't understand articulation and have never messed with physical objects or done anything and it's like then there's people that like like we will print stuff out and it's like if it doesn't work we go back and we fix it and it's like not everyone does that because they don't always have that luxury as a studio that does right. everything yeah, from right. start to finish right 
Interesting. That's cool. And, uh, you know, um, I know you've kind of, I don't know how far along you are in the process. I know uh, you have kind of your own thing that you're doing. I don't know if you want, how much you want to talk about that, but you've got yeah. kind of your own lines that have sort of bridged your passion into, you know, not working for it or collecting it, but now you're making your own stuff. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? So um, I had worked pre like previously because I was one of the, the founding members of, of the Foosh. Uh, so I was part of the Foosh LLC and we did, we did the articulated icons line, which um, that was a ton of work, uh, a giant learning experience, so much to it there. But uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm working on two other lines with two other groups of my friends uh, that are all in the industry. We have the, the Cursed Dead, which is myself, uh, the aforementioned Phil Ramirez, who was toy biz sculptor. Uh, he's a legend in his own right. And uh, Josh Falcon, whose last name might sound familiar <laughs> because he is the younger brother of Jesse Falcon. Nice. So <laughs> the guy who created the Marvel Legends line his younger brother, uh, myself, Phil, Phil Ramirez, Cursed Ed, uh, we've been working on it like crazy. Like basically both that and, and Mortal Ruin, which I'll touch on in a second, have uh, have suffered from the pandemic of like, hey, we couldn't hang out and see each other and get as much done uh, on these lines. Mm -hmm. And then both of the teams. So Josh had a baby during the pandemic. And then uh, Mortal Ruin is myself, Renee Aldrete who I've worked with uh, at Soda and then at General Giant. He's sculpted the vast majority of the Marvel Legends that everyone likes. Um, and Beardy, who I mentioned, uh, a painter who also works at Soda and works at General Giant. Uh, Renee, Beardy, and myself are doing Mortal Ruin, which is another one of our lines. Beardy had a baby during the pandemic. <laughs> um, so uh, both sides have had, yeah. had a lot of other stuff going on. You know, I recently just got uh, married. So we, we've been, and we all have full-time jobs otherwise. Yeah, right. So it's like, so you it's know, like, like something you try to make time yeah, for. Literally yeah, right. our, our entire, you know, at least 40 hours of our week is devoted to our real jobs. And then on the side, we're trying to get these, these other projects up and running. We have made a lot of progress. We debuted both at DesignerCon in 2019, literally right before the pandemic. I think it was just a few months later, early in right. 2020. Mm -hmm. pandemic happened so yeah. we had deb debuted both lines there um and and since we have made quite a bit of progress like i have prototypes around that people haven't even seen yet here in this room with me but uh we're basically trying to to get it all together get everything done and completed before we start showing stuff again nice. to, the, yeah. to the public mm -hmm. because like i you know we teased a bunch of stuff and then life happened yeah. and it's like it, rather than kind of tease it out more and more it's like now nah, i'm we're we're gonna finish and we're gonna come out guns blazing if you guys follow the accounts there's an instagram account for mortal ruin there's an instagram account for cursed dead obviously my instagram account i will talk about them on there as well toy migos i'll talk about it i'll talk about it on podcasts it'll be hard to miss when it's yeah. ready to launch um and and i'm i'm hoping for the nearish future for both i will not overlap them exactly on top of one another because i would never want to do that to anyone you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah. uh in general we'll we'll i'll keep that to the side as what the plans are like keeping that secret for the moment but um 
I would not do that to anyone's wallets because trust me, I feel that same burn that you all do. I've mm -hmm. got like a million dollars in pre-orders with Mezco, uh, you know, and even Hasbro at this point. Yeah. So I'm Super 7. So yeah, I, I, I get the idea of, of not wanting to have a giant chunk of money just suddenly disappear out of your right bank account. Well, I mean, it's got to be a huge undertaking. I, I, I even wouldn't even know where to start. Um, so, you know, and like you said, life happens, the pandemic happens, everything's slowing down. It's not even your full-time job. You're doing it on the side. So, you know, I don't, th I don't think you need to, you know, explain yourself with that. I think we all get it. I'm just excited yeah. for when it, when it does drop, I can't wait to see it. Cause I know yeah. I've seen some of your earlier, um, uh, not renderings, but what you guys showed off yeah. earlier and it looks yeah. awesome. You know, I think you guys Ooh, are on the right thanks, track. Man. I can't wait yeah. to see it. I'm very excited about it. I think that both have have uh, a lot of potential to them. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of cool stuff that, like I said, that we haven't shown yet with both of the lines where I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk more about it and show more. But again, like I said, I was just like at this point, like I, talking to both teams of guys, like I was like yeah. eight and I, I will take the blame for this part where I was just like, you know what? Let's just put a pause on the social media aspects of either yeah. of these yeah. and yeah. let's get all of our eggs in the basket ready. And then like, we'll have everything we need. Like we'll be ready to go. And like, that's it. So it's like, I didn't want it to be any more drawn out than it's already been. So mm -hmm. that's it. We're working on it. I promise they will both happen. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited for it, man. And if you guys listening are interested Go to uh, you know Adam's Instagram. He's got a link tree which has the website. It's got the Instagram. Uh, you can check it all out. They have some of their uh, earlier photos on there. If you want to see what we're talking about or kind of want to see where the line's going to be going. And to Adam's point, we have a lot of stuff that's still yet to be seen. So I'm I'm excited for it, man. I think it's really. I have cool. a link tree that's very long because like <laughs> I I get around. It's like a serious <laughs> link tree. Yeah, you're on uh, multiple different platforms, but I, you know, like I said before, I respect the hustle, man. You you yeah. work hard, and it shows for sure. Well, and on top of that, I know we're getting towards the end of the episode. We're going to move into what we call the Dirty Dozen. But on top of everything that we've already talked about, you're also a member of the Toy Migos. Uh, you've been a member of the Toy Migos for a very long time. Um, yeah, there you go. And it's how long have you? Been, have you been there since inception or I can't remember where you Oh yeah, not, I have not. I was it, like, it's funny because like this is a, it, it's a perfect segue, Nate. I don't know whether or not you plan planned <laughs> this, but I actually met Cheney at Designer Con at the booth that was show like we had a booth showing off the Cursed Dead and Mortal Ruin at Designer Con 2019. That's where I met Cheney. He came to the booth and he was super interested in both lines, talking to me for a really long time. He was way more interested in talking to Phil Ramirez because like <laughs> he was way more famous. And then uh, Jesse Falcon was hanging out at the booth too. Cause like, Josh, like it was me, yeah. Phil and Josh, but like Jesse hung out at the booth with us almost the entire time. Uh, he was a great cheerleader for the line and a great draw. Cause like everyone loves Jesse Falcon. But uh, yeah, so Cheney was hanging out, talking to all of us. And he was like, hey, why don't you, uh, I have a podcast, Toy Migos. Why don't you come on Toy Migos? So I think it was sometime in January of 2020, which is still right before pandemic. Um, I think DesignerCon was at like the end of November. It was like 
right around Thanksgiving time, yeah. uh, 2019. So then, yeah, I was on an episode of Toy Migos, January of 2020. Um, and I had a great time talking to Ernie and Chaney, like just, you know, hanging out for two hours. That was before it was even on camera. It was all just microphone voice, crazy. uh, audio yeah. version of, of podcast. And, uh, basically on that episode had a good time. And then a month later, month and a half later was when the pandemic happened. So Chaney and Toy Migos started doing the quickie minis, yeah. which were yep. every day during yeah. the week yeah. they did a podcast. Like, yeah. and it was like insane. Like for Monday through Friday, yep. every day talking about toys. That's and rough. I think I ended up joining that pretty early on. Like yep. I would say like two to three weeks into it, maybe I was just like, Hey, I would love to come on this. And then they couldn't get rid of me. Like yeah. I just, stayed on i i was on the quickie minis for i think the whole life of the quickie minis i probably missed an episode here and there but then i started getting on to the the thursday weekly shows every week we started doing the on-camera stuff and yeah they haven't been able to get rid of me um i love it and i love it purely for the reason that like the, both of those guys are, are, and you know, it's more than just the two of them. Cause like there's Dario, there's Sergeant yeah. bananas, there's Lago, uh, Jurassic, Jesse, Chamba, everyone. Like it's such a great group of guys. And it's, we always try to stay as positive as possible. Like, yeah, sometimes we get into the weeds a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes Ernie and I will argue about stuff, Yeah. but then there's also like the, that, you know, I made fun of it earlier, the G rated nature where it's like, mm. I tend to like push that a little bit, but I love it and respect it. I have yeah. an eight year old son who is, you know, around sometimes even in the room when I'm recording these <laughs> and stuff. So I, I love the fact that it is a, f a family friendly show. I think it's great also uh, for me, for, for professional and industry reasons to be on something that is, family friend friendly and respectable and tries to stay on the up and up and positive and nice and accepting, yeah. you know, in general. Yeah, right. So I, I just really love it. It's a great community, great atmosphere. And, and, you know, um, yeah, they can't get rid of me. That's crazy. That started in 2020. Cause I think that's, it, it kind of makes sense. That's really, I think when I came about and it must've been, you know, the pandemic where everyone started discovering each other and it, yeah. it just, feels like it's been a whole lot longer than that oh yeah exactly but i remember the mini quickies where i was like addicted to them i was like oh yeah this is gonna get me through because i've been at home you know working from a laptop all freaking day now i get to you know unplug and just listen to these guys just chat about so yeah. much what's going on so it's crazy it's 20, i'm like 2020 that was only it's only been like yeah not years, that long i know no, and it's it's, it's funny because wade likes to remind me and anyone that'll listen that i have actually known him longer um i i actually knew him through like through instagram and then like we hung out in person at one of the last comic cons like going walking around looking for exclusives together and then at uh the new the last new york toy fair before the pandemic yeah. we also hung out like in person yeah. a little bit um so it's like i i have known him longer than the toy amigo so he likes to create that but, beef, yeah, beef you yeah. know like, yeah <laughs> well the designer crown was the first time i met wade and i've known him since like a long time where we used to chat and stuff and when i first saw him i went like this i'm like i'm gonna give you a hug and he's like don't yeah come here i'm gonna give you <laughs> yeah he won't even acknowledge when adam says that he loves him 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? He gets mm-hmm. mad. He gets yeah. really mad. Like, Don't yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I, I think that it's, you guys have a funny dynamic because uh, I've seen you, you know, on his show and on the Wade stuff. Um, and you're always trying to like make him uncomfortable. I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's good. He's he is uh, whether he wants to admit it or not, he is a good friend. So there you go. I use the F word, Wade. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> he won't, he won't watch this. Plasty, Plasty yeah. has to make a cl- yeah, but he'll like he'll come on your show. He just won't oh, yeah. watch anyone else's shows. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Plasty can make a clip or something, and then he'll watch and it. then send it to him. Right, yeah. we're, like, we're oh, gonna surprise mentioned? him and then buy him dinner. We're, we'll each buy him dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> buy. Yeah. You want to? You want to really upset him? Buy him dinner for sure. Uh, that's great. <laughs> well, if you guys are listening and uh, you haven't seen the Toy Amigos, which I'm sure everybody here that is listening to this probably knows who the Toy Amigos are, go check them yeah. out on on YouTube. Subscribe if you're not subscribed already, because you can catch Adam. Every Thursday, right? Every Thursday, yeah. Every Thursday night, uh, recording with the Toy Migos. So I, 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 I try to join those as much as I can. It's great. I think you guys have a good dynamic. You and yeah. Ernie are always kind of butting heads, but at the end of the day, getting along. And then, awesome. you know, yeah. Cheney and Chumber. We're Snake Eyes and guys. Storm Shadow. Sometimes yeah, exactly. friends, sometimes <laughs> mortal enemies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> great. It makes entertaining podcasts for sure. That's super fun. Well, uh, what do you think, Prime? Should we move Ready into a, a dirty dozen? Oh yeah. And since you are a viewer, I'm sure you have an idea of what the dirty dozen is. Oh, yeah. We're going to give you twelve rapid fire rounds of Nervous. toy lines or different things, and you just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. All right. So the first one is Mythic Legions. Uh customizable. Like I, I, I definitely I super i'm not all in on this line and it's only because i am not a rich oil prince <laughs> i wish i was With infinite space and money i be, would be all in oil but prince, he i'm all so in. excited for rich that um prince yeah i don't remember the name of it but it's the um the albino uh vampire bat with yep. the wings yeah. that i have pre-ordered i can't yeah. wait for that thing to come in i almost picked that one up are you going to Legion's Con? Um, sorry, I'm to... not. That's in not. Jersey, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I I am a New York transplant, so I try to get back to the East Coast as often as possible. But mm-hmm. I gotta have good excuses for doing so. Yeah. All right. Makes Next sense. You can't one do everything. is Star Wars Black Series. Um, apologist. I am an apologist Ooh, for okay. the Star Wars Black Series. I am one of the few that like. I like, and I have issues with it. I'm really upset about their, the, the, the pullback on articulation, um, mm-hmm. primarily like the, the double jointed knees, like it, some characters still have it, but then others, they're doing that ball knee thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm okay with it in certain, uh, aspects like the, the, the new, uh, the Rosario Dawson Ahsoka. So I'm mm-hmm. cool with it. Cause like it, it functions well and works with the sculpt. It's a little bit weird, but she has big baggy pants on. And you're not going to get soft, good pants on a Star Wars Black Series figure. So I think that it's like that that works. But then any other character like it's like I want double knees. At least I don't I can deal with a single ball elbow as long as it gets above 90. Yes, I want a double jointed elbow, but I can deal with one yeah. that is single and gets more than 90. The knees that irks me. 
Like it does irk me, but in general, I uh, I I I'm not an all in for the Black Series, uh-huh. but I do pick up at least a figure from pretty much every wave. Nice. Usually more. Next one's Marvel Legends. Ah, they this. I'm gonna say uh, Icarus. Oh, okay. And and uh, the reason for that is I I. This is my like the if the Marvel Legends team watches this, they're gonna be so mad at me. But it's like it's uh flying too close to the sun. This yeah. this line has been so it's it's one of it's like my baby. Like it's like I've worked on this toy line since I think 2008 um, was when Hasbro st- first started using Gentle Giant to work on Marvel Legends. Uh, we worked on the Bucky Cap. We worked on Arnim Zola, the Bucky Cap, like. So some of the fi- the first figures for Return of Marvel Legends that started to bring it into like the more modern sensibilities that it has now, um, and and I couldn't be more appreciative for all of the work that we've gotten to do on the line. I think that now with with the line as a whole, it's become so popular that they're that they're releasing so much stuff. And the price points and everything, like it's like it's starting to feel oh, like yeah. flying too close to the sun. Hence yeah. Icarus. So oh, it's like wow. I, yeah. I love it. Um, I'm not all in on Marvel Legends anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm picking. I used to be all in. I used yeah. to be all in across the board. I, I can't anymore. Um, but I still absolutely adore the line. It's one of my favorite toy lines still. Yeah. But yeah, Icarus, yeah. guys. Ah, there we go. Damn. I came in full circle with that reference. I'm like, where's he going? Ah, and bam, run it right back. Wow. But I'm, yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. are starting to kind of question, and this goes with Black Series too, and you're starting to see it now in G.I. Joe with some of their uh, recent releases that the prices continue to go up. Yeah. So a lot of collectors that were so loyal to these lines, like, do I still want to be that loyal? Are they giving me everything that I want at the increased price point? Because that's where the more, I think, People are going to be scrutinizing the line even more now. So you see the haters online that are mad about certain things, but now the price even higher, I feel like that's going to get even worse because people are going to get a figure that's $38 mm-hmm. in their hand and they're not happy with it. Like I spent oh, yeah. $38 yeah. in this. Yeah. Now I'm going to start ripping it apart. You know, that yeah. type of thing. So it's kind of a double-edged sword where, yeah, you're getting more money for your figures, but man, people are going to be even more critical now yeah. of what you're producing. So interesting. Next one, Jurassic Park. Ah, that's cool. It's good timing. Um, this weekend is uh, Father's Day, and I just bought tickets to go with the wife and the kid yeah. to go to the Dino uh, Dinos Alive exhibit in Montebello. Oh, so nice. it's like animatronic dinosaurs. And then uh, I also got us tickets to go see Jurassic World Dominion on Sunday for Father's nice. Day with my wife's dad and and the kid as well uh so we're we're having a dinosaur filled weekend coming up uh we did get to work a little bit on mattel's amber collection so like that was cool too i am a fan of dinosaurs Mm -hmm. i'm definitely more of a fan of the jurassic style Mm -hmm. dinosaurs rather than the accurate feathery ones yeah which, i mean like i get it like it's cool we're watching yeah. on apple tv the, yeah. the dinosaur oh, yeah. great show. show it's great it's really yeah. good it's fascinating i think it's cool looking but it's like those are not the dinosaurs i grew up with <laughs> no the dinosaurs i grew up with are terrible lizards <laughs> yeah like i'm they waiting don't for have... dino writers yeah that's what i'm waiting <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember when they first showed Idol the Velociraptor yeah. on that Apple show. I'm like, wait, that's not Velociraptor. It doesn't look like yeah. that. Because I'm, I'm thinking like you are. Like my first introduction to a Velociraptor was Jurassic Park, yeah. the original movie. Yeah. So when yeah. you and it's like try to show original, me a new version, honestly, like and and like that's that's the only one that I like of the movies. Like if you like, yeah. Original, so it's yeah. like the the first one is like that's the one. Yeah, I don't hate the other ones, um, but it, it's it it to me is like the Star Wars prequels, like this the sequels right. to Jurassic Park, where it's right. like I'm cool with them now because it's like my son is into this stuff, right. like he's into yep. it, so it's like he'll watch them and he doesn't have the same like built in like I'm gonna hate this because it's yeah. different than what I grew up with. So it's yeah. like oh I can appreciate it through his eyes, and yeah. it's like ah, they're cool, they're dinosaur movies, man. Yeah. Dinosaurs are fun. Yeah, right. Just appreciate awesome. what it is. Next one is Mesco. So much of my money, <laughs> dude. So many pre-orders, and like just recently, all of the delays for this year, and it's like nothing has come out this year at all. Like yeah. I feel like I've barely gotten any Mesco figures, and like yeah. I have probably. I would say between 20 and 30 open pre-orders at yeah. least there yeah. might, it, I might even be like underestimating. Like it might be more than that because it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. like, I love it. I love their stuff, but yeah. I, I've said this to prime report, but I would love to see like numbers of how many figures that they owe people. Yeah. You know, what's the total count that they're up to right now? It's got to be. It's got to be like hundreds of. I was. Thousands. You know what? One I was really disappointed by the the delay is Constantine. I was yeah. like, I'm super excited for that Constantine yes. figure, and it's like, why the hell is Constantine delayed? <laughs> like, it's. I like, know. Come on, he is not a difficult. Like, it's like I like, you know, eighty nine Batman. It's gonna be a seamless body, which I'm like super nervous about in general Me anyway, because I hate some of the other seamless stuff that I've messed with. But like, I like I get that, and like even like Mister Freeze, like I get it because it's like he's got a lot going on. But it's like constantly the dude in a trench coat. Come on, yeah, right. Why Seems... is he delayed to the end of this year? And he was supposed to be at the beginning of this year. Oh. Yeah, all those recent delays were all ones I was really looking forward to. So it's definitely hard to be a men's coat collector right now for sure. All right, next one is J. Joe Classified. This might be my, like, you know how I said Marvel Legends was my overall, like, favorite yeah. line. I think G.I. Joe Classified is taking it. And it's yeah. like, they're, they have a little bit, like, they're going through, like, they've gone through growing pains, you know, right uh -huh. from the onset. Like, the launch right. of the line, it was like, hey, some of these are slightly redesigned. Like, it's like, Duke and Destro in Wave 1 looked, like, really close to, like, what we everyone wanted them to look like. Right. Scarlet and Roadblock were starting to be those like, hi, we're we're redesigned, we're modernized yep. takes. Yep. And it's like they kind of learned from that and everything yeah. has been getting more and more classic, more and yeah. more hard art inspired, which yeah. is like, that's my that's jam. Yep. That's what I've always wanted. Like, yep. it's great. The articulation yeah. online is great. Yep. But as Nate mentioned, the price point creeping up and the fact that they're not like it's like it would go a long way. And it's like the looking at like Kamakura today mm -hmm. uh, that went up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it would go a long way if they just added some extra hands, you know, yeah. he's got an extra head, but it's like, if you pack a figure that only has C grip hands, it's like, this is a thing that I say all the time. And it's like applies to like across the board for toy lines. C grip hands are one of those things where it's like, 
it takes me out of like it's like if i'm looking at a toy photo mm -hmm. and like you see those pre-posed yep. grippy hands yep. it's like and they're not gripping anything yeah. it's, yeah. it takes me right out of it so it's like yeah. not having that in the line or not like increasing the price and not adding stuff like that it's like come on guys like, yeah. like that's that's the way to increase value without increasing the cost too much so i'd really like to see that but Overall, uh, their character selection, the fact that the aesthetic is going more towards that card art, I think G.I. Joe Classified is probably my favorite toy line, right? Yeah. Now. I couldn't yeah, agree they're really with you more. All right. Next one is Hot Toys. Oh, love, love, but only <laughs> have like, I, I think maybe a dozen. I don't have that many. I do have some like grail pieces. I have the, yeah. uh, Heath Ledger DX2 um that oh, nice. has like you know the the interrogation room yeah, like fold yeah. out the table mm -hmm. like it's a gorgeous figure anyone that sees that is like it's amazing wow. I have Deadpool of course yeah. uh I have uh Christopher Reeve Superman which is another Ooh, like kind of nice. rail level yeah. piece I actually have the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man that has like that very classic ish costume, but he's got the little puffer vest and hat and scarf, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Rocket raccoon. Um, it's not hot toys, but I Blitzway fight club fight club is one of my favorite movies. So I have the uh, Tyler Durden's I made oh, a custom nice. Ed Norton narrator. Yeah. Uh, that's part of that. Wow. And then um, I have some berserk stuff that's 12 inch as well. So I don't have a ton of 12 inch, but I, I do love it. I do appreciate it. Hot Toys is the master across the board. Yeah. Obviously, there are other companies that do make 12-inch stuff that's good, but I think it's not as consistent as Hot Toys. And that Hot Toys, the, the multiverse of madness zombie Doctor Strange that they it's just amazing. solicited with the, the dead yeah. arms cape thing. Like, oh my God. If I Again, if I had uh, oil prints money, I would absolutely have that thing. Like, it is gorgeous. But as is, I'm like... I don't love Doctor Strange that much yeah. that I'm going right. to buy a Hot Toys version of that figure, but it is a work of art. That thing is yeah. amazing. Awesome. Next I'm one. taking way too long on these. No, no, no. You're no, fine. No, 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 it's no, not rapid fire at all. No, that's fine. Adam drones on for 15 minutes like his Toy Migos hauls. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, Super 7. I actually I like a lot of what Super 7 does. I really like what Super 7 stands for. Yeah. Um, we had Brian Flynn on Toy Amigos. I think he's a very, very smart, well-spoken guy. Um, I don't always agree with their choice to use so much digital renders for pre-orders. I also don't always agree with their articulation breakdowns. Um, I, you know, I'm an articulation junkie. Like, that's my jam. So it's like the fact that everything seems to have, like, single elbows and single knees, mm -hmm. even when there's, like, design like stuff built into the design where it's like now that'll straight up look better with a double joint there because like there's even lines like it's like they've said in the past they're like oh we don't want to cut up the sculpt more and it's like no way some of those characters literally have like panel lines and stuff that break up and like that would be perfect for a double joint and it's like they don't give it that and i'm like come on like <laughs> I, I, we we're making action figures people like yeah. to pose and play with these so it's like i, I you're not making statues. If it's a statue, I get it. You don't want to break up the sculpt. You're making action figures. You're going to break up the sculpt no matter what. It's hard to argue 
su su subpar articulation mm -hmm. across the board for me. Like it's like case by case basis, I'm cool with, but like across the board is where I tend to disagree with that. Nice. Let's see. Whoops. My... Plus, I'm pretty sure Kyle gave me COVID. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He was the first person I saw at Star Wars Celebration, and he hugged me. And it's uh -oh. like, I, I wore my I... mask the whole time, did not touch another human being. Kyle, if you're watching this, he's getting sure you. He's, he's coming out yeah. for you. Come on, That's Kyle. It. Next one is Mafex. Uh, I, I love Mafex. I'm a big fan of Mafex. Buy a lot of Mafex. I'm like all of these. <laughs> it's like every single one. I'm like, yeah. buy a lot of these. Like, I yeah, buy a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Mafex, the, the comic style stuff is like my jam. I love the, the Batman stuff, the Dark Knight and Hush stuff. Uh, I love the Marvel comic stuff that they're doing. I dabble in the movie things, but in, in, in general, like I'm like, I don't know that I need super expensive, you know, like $90 movie action figures as yeah. much. Um, it seems mm -hmm. like they're cheaper offerings from like Hasbro's or whatever that I like, I'm okay with for most, for the most part mm -hmm. for movie stuff, but, um, but their comic stuff across the board. I'm like, sure. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Next one. Yeah. Is... That comic line is amazing. NECA. NECA. NECA is probably the like while i said like toy line was marvel legends and then being supplanted by gi joe classified i think neca might be my overall favorite toy company i think that they like if i was going to go high end it would be like thousand toys or something yeah. but like even then like thousand toys is starting to like experiment a little bit too much for my taste mm -hmm. some like here and there um neca is consistently knocking it out of the park and has been for quite a few years now yeah. there used to be complaints about NECA you know like the NECA didn't used to do articulation NECA stuff used to also tend to break or crumble in your yeah. hands um it they have made oh and, and uh accessibility like getting their stuff used right. to be really hard getting easier like across the board NECA has made improvements like just in front of our eyes like we oh, yeah. we've seen Major. them grow as a company and they make good stuff they have yeah. good licenses they make good toys yeah. um i you know like there's not like there's stuff i could nitpick about like right. stuff that they make but in general i you know i have so many ninja turtles yeah. like cartoon movie uh arcade uh the mirage comic book like i'm collecting all of those lines yeah i'm starting to be like picky choosy about which characters from all of those lines but right. like man i so much good stuff and that's like, then the horror stuff on top of yeah. that and yeah. you know there, there's just so much good stuff coming out from them and like i said mm -hmm. the improvements that they've made they're awesome they're good oh, guys yeah. dig them yeah. and it seems like they've just been really consistent you know like i know they've had delays but it, it seems like every week there's a new neck figure that's out or something yeah. Yeah. You know, or they're announcing something or they're releasing it. But every time I go to Target, I find a new figure that I didn't see before. I'm like, oh, that's new. You know, yeah. that's a new yeah. figure. So it seems like their distribution has been very strong through the pandemic, which is great to see. Next one is everyone's favorite. And the last one, McFarlane <laughs> Toys. Close out with cool. Toddy Mac. Um, McFarlane is, is one that like uh, I have a love-hate for. I do buy 
McFarlane toys. I don't buy a ton. I buy the mm -hmm. Spawn stuff. Um, I pick and choose with the DC stuff. Like I've I've bought stuff here and there. Um, my most recent was I got enabled by Wade to grab that Dark Knight Returns Batman. Oh, I uh -huh, ordered yeah. it off of Amazon. It came yesterday, yeah. and I got the gray artist proof version. And it's like it just pisses me off. It's like I didn't want. <laughs> I want a painted. I want a painted want, one. Why are you? It's a DIY yeah, one. No, it's not. I no DIY. It's like I already hate. We've already said I hate paintings. My least favorite part of customizing. Like it's like that sucked. So I'm, you can I'm white eyes, that to Amazon. Use the white I, out, white maybe, eyes. Yeah, it's true. But I I don't even know if I'm gonna like try to exchange it or if I'm just gonna return it at this point yeah. because I'm just like I have the Mafex ones. I have the Mezco yeah. ones. I actually have three of the, the the mezco dark knight batmans i have the the dark blue the light blue and the black one like it's like yeah i don't know that i need more dark knight batman <laughs> especially but... if you have the mafex one too yeah the mafex and yeah. i have more than one i have the the black mafex one i have the blue from the two-pack with robin like, oh nice like, i don't know that yeah. i need any more dark knight batman but again like i did buy it uh i you know i i respect the hell out of todd he changed the toy industry, you know, like with, yeah. with Todd yep. toys, like when yep. that came out, I was, I was still, it was either in high school or maybe just started college. Um, and like, you know, it, it was groundbreaking. He made, yeah. he changed the toy industry. Um, he didn't keep upping his game after that was yeah. the main problem. And then yeah. like, you know, as of way more recently, he's, he started dabbling in articulation and I yeah. think that he's still making questionable choices there so much like super seven it's like i just like yeah thigh swivels only for guys that ride horses like it's like come on yeah. like you obviously <laughs> see sense. you see yeah. that they're necessary right. for guys to to pose correctly like in a seated position like on a horse and stuff so you need the thigh swivels there but it's like no one else does yeah. and it's it's like a common point of articulation in every toy line from every toy company except you yeah and it's just like come on like yeah. really come on oh, ridiculous well said well said adam ah, rant rant and rant. you made it you made, made it to the end <laughs> now you get your free toaster oh sweet <laughs> he's gonna expect the toaster now Frank. Ah, it's not gonna work though <laughs> it just burns bread we're here to disappoint. Well, it was awesome to have you on, Adam, and learn a bit more about you. You know, it's I've seen you from afar many, many times, listened to you on Toy Migos, on other shows, but to actually get and sit and talk to you has really been awesome and just learn more about your history. Hopefully that's the same for anybody that's listening. Um, I'm sure you've seen Adam around. Um, if you are not following him on Toy Migos, please go subscribe to him on YouTube. He's got his own personal uh, YouTube channel, like you said, there's only seven videos on there, or he's only got seven subscribers, but maybe help get him up to 10. Yeah, maybe help get him up to 10. And then while you're there, or not while you're on his Instagram, but uh, go check him out on his, on his Instagram. Excuse me, I'm butchering this horribly right now. Uh, at playing underscore with underscore myself. He's got all of his socials in his link tree. Make sure to give him a follow. Huge thanks to you, Adam. Thanks for being here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. You know, I like I'm a huge fan of the show. So it was a pleasure to be on here. It means a lot, man. We're going to send you. you back to the green room and then we'll close out. 
man cool awesome love talking to that dude even better in person it was so awesome to finally had a, i had a chance to meet him last year on decon gave us a tour we hanged out uh an yeah, another so great pillar to do that that was so hey, cool we had we held hands it was like pinkies but he took us through the tour it was fantastic <laughs> you almost got um, naked it sounds like i almost <laughs> did undress myself like i got almost convinced but many took out the butter and the gloves i knew something was up oh, wow. um, but another awesome pillar in this uh action figure community definitely yeah he's a great guy and i loved uh digging into a little bit more about his customizing um you know, yeah, we, we both took well. turns dig, taking turns on them. So what I had a, I had a blast. <laughs> and hopefully you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, Adam. If you guys like and want to see more of this, let us know. Make sure you like the video. Tell us your thoughts down below in our comments. And as always, you can follow me all under Prime to the First on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You guys can follow me at figurefan underscore Nate on Instagram, TikTok, and occasionally on Facebook. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. See you guys next time.